As the polls open in New York City on election day, let's listen to Curtis Lewa. It is his last pitch that he's making from where it all began for him, working as a manager at a McDonald's, where he launched the Guardian Angels to protect the city's people after seeing how bad it was in the subways and in the streets. Sliwa acted then. They say he doesn't really have a ghost of a chance now, but he said that even then, they said he the same thing about him when he started the Guardian Angels more than 40 years ago. I'm Mike of New York, and here's Curtis Lewa. Today, what happened uh, right here yesterday was mind-boggling. Imagine, you're at West 71st or Broadway, and two youth gangs begin trading shots at one another. West 71st and Broadway, not far from Lincoln Center. And a man, a visitor from Florida, age 71, gets shot in the crossfire. No arrests, young men fled. You say, wait a second, is this 171st Street? where I started the Guardian Angels and was used to this kind of activity? No. Is this in the heart of Brownsville or East New York where unfortunately gangs rule and have taken control of large sections of the neighborhood? No. To the Upper West Side. And when you look at the stats from here up to Frederick Douglass, the public housing complex, look at the number of people who have been shot, who have shot at people, who have been stabbed, and not just in the public housing complex, but on Amsterdam, Columbus, Broadway. It's become systemic. And one of the things I think we learned from all this, especially when I become mayor on January 2nd, is that now that school is back in session, thank God it is. Thank God we're getting the young men, young women, the children back into the public schools. They were deprived of an education for a year and a half forced to sit at home, you know, with their laptops, as my three sons were doing, not learning, but playing Fortnite and roadblocks. Now that they're back in the classroom, what we fail to realize is that especially when school lets out, especially young men go out and settle whatever beefs they have, whether they're gangs or whether it's personal beefs. So A number one, and I've been saying this from day one of my candidacy in March, we need more school safety patrol officers. They are supervised by the NYPD. Greg Floyd, their union leader, has said they need a thousand more. There are 5,000 presently that work in the school system, and they do a magnificent job. Just in the last week, they've seen six loaded guns in various high schools and junior high schools. What comes to mind, Adley Stevenson. Just yesterday, they seized a loaded handgun in Brooklyn at Automative High School in Greenpoint, Van Buren in Queens, FDR in Bensonhurst. These men and women are brave. They don't have weapons themselves, and they'll actually approach young people and risk their lives to get loaded weapons from them. So, hey, number one, we need more safety security officers under the supervision of the NYPD. A thousand more. That would give them 6,000. And in addition to patrolling the premises of the school inside, they need to also be patrolling the neighborhood, especially when the children or young adults are getting out of school. Because oftentimes that's when they clash. 
In fact, ask any of the merchants in the area now, and they'll tell you from 3 o'clock to 4 o'clock, at times they want to lock their doors and just give an hour, hour up of business because the young people will come in and cause all kinds of problems. Again, this never really happened on the Apple West side before. Now, consider that as of tonight, if the school safety patrol officers do not have one shot in their system, they're fired. And dozens will be fired. Think of the police. Pat Lynch, the PBA president, has said upwards of 10,000 police officers who have not been vaccinated will be fired as of tonight when the clock strikes tell 10,000. Now imagine if your gangs or if your young people or adults up to no good, you realize now you really have a license to create mayhem, steal, rob, shoot, stab. 10,000 less cops and we're facing on the normal election day, the last day of election, having to assign police officers at every polling location. So you're even gonna have less men and women of the police department in the streets, in the subways, in the housing complexes. So, when I'm mayor, we're gonna strengthen school safety as they have been begging the city to do. And Mayor de Blasio has resisted as has the city council. In fact, the public advocate, Jumani Williams, wants to remove the school safety officers from the public schools and wants to put them under the supervision of the Department of Education. We had that years ago under the old Board of Education. It was a dismal failure. And they want to remove metal detectors from the schools. Now, imagine if you're a gang member and you want to settle a beef. Or you have an ongoing beef and you're not a gang member and you get, you, you, you get on a gun, a loaded gun, you'll walk right into that school if there are no metal detectors, walk into the cafeteria, see the perfect person you're having a beef with or an adversarial gang member and start blasting away. That is crazy. And yet this is the direction that the city is going. And I don't see Eric Adams, my opponent, doing anything to buttress the school safety officers who are incredibly important in getting guns out of the hands of children and young adults or in hiring new cops. But now we have this emergency situation. As of tonight, there will be less school safety officers and there will be less police officers, upwards of 10,000, who will be turned away when they report for duty. There's chaos now in the streets. There's chaos in neighborhoods. We've never, ever seen this kind of violent crime in before. After the summer, actually during the summer of 2020, we started a guardian angel patrol right here in the Upper West Side. Never had to do that before started a guardian angel patrol on the Upper East Side. Never had to do that before. In Chinatown, in Little Italy, never had to do that before. In Chelsea, never had to do that before. So remember, first and foremost, we have got to get uniformed police officers out into the streets as a visual deterrent. And when necessary, when they are obviously gangs that are preparing to have a shootout, or they're what we call in street terminology, eye fornicating, mad dogging one another, reaching into their backpacks, pushing guns in different directions. You have to use a tactic of stop, question, and frisk. It's the only way to get guns off the street, unless you want to see more of this. But Eric Adams, 
he doesn't necessarily have a resolution to this because he has not come up with a proposal to hire more police. When he went and he met with President Joe Biden at that roundtable discussion to discuss gun violence and gang violence in major urban areas of the United States, many of them that I have chapters in. For instance, John Unique Ayala is here from Washington, D.C. They were represented there. Baltimore was represented. Chicago was represented. Other major cities, either mayors or police chiefs. Eric Adams was chosen by President Joe Biden to represent the city of New York. I thought it was a political perk. But I was stunned and amazed that he walked out of that meeting and he lip-synced exactly what Mayor de Blasio had said twice in advance of that meeting. Joe Biden, our president, very graciously understanding the rising gun and gang violence, said to all the mayors, police chiefs involved in that roundtable discussion, and Eric Adams, Brooklyn Borough President, I am allotting $350 billion, taking it from the $1.9 stimulus bill to give COVID-19 relief. And this money we will give to your cities as long as you use it with specificity only to hire police. That was very magnanimous to the president. That's a great idea. And some cities took advantage of that. Guess which city didn't take advantage of it, which desperately are in need of police. New York City. First de Blasio said no. He slept on it for probably 12 hours. Came back, said no a second time. And his surrogate who went to represent New York City, Borough President Eric Adams, came out of that press, uh, press situation and said, no, he would not take it. So how are you going to cramp down, clock down on the crime, especially from juveniles, especially from young adults, if you don't have more police? I also have a plan to give property taxes, charge property taxes to those that don't pay property taxes. Hey, Jimmy Dolan, Madison Square Garden, pays no property taxes. That's an outrage. Columbia University six, sits on an $11 billion endowment, buys up property throughout Morningside Heights, which takes it off the property tax rolls, and doesn't pay any property tax. NYU, $4 billion of an endowment, and they bought up property throughout Greenwich Village, which is immediately taken off the property tax rolls. So I want to do what Mayor Dinkins did, and Peter Vallone Sr., who was Speaker of the City Council at that time, right before 1993, they passed a bill. It's called Safe City, Safe Streets. You have a dedicated tax. They were able to hire 4,000 more cops that helped turn the tide against the rising number of murders and shootings. I want to similarly do this. So Madison Square Garden, Columbia, NYU, and other entities would pay property tax. And you could use that specifically to hire 3,500 desperately needed police so that they could be hired, vetted out, trained in College Point, which is the new police academy, and filtered into the streets, the subways, and the public housing projects where they're definitely needed. The police will also have to start doing vertical patrols. Vertical patrols in the public housing complexes, which they're no longer permitted to do by Mayor de Blasio. They will also have to get into the subways 4,500 uniformed cops, 500 undercover detectives, and a lot of them oftentimes have to deal with young adults and juveniles, especially when school is let out. So if we don't, if we don't get reinforcements into the police department, into school safety, 
knowing that a number of them are going to be fired as of tonight. Anarchy will prevail. And I'm going to have to call upon young men, young women, or the guardian angels to actually get out there 24-7, 365. I wish I had more in the city of New York. We've been doing this for 42 years. But I beg, I beseech Mayor de Blasio, stop this, this madness. Let the cops work. Let the firefighters work. The sanitation department work. The program that they had in effect was helping, encourage vaccination, I'm vaccinated, but those who either can't or won't get the vaccine, test them every week. It's working fine with the cops and firefighters. Look at our healthcare workers. Remember our healthcare workers, weren't they heroes every night, seven o'clock? They were magnificent. Now, we've taken them from being heroes to zeros. So if they either can't get the vaccine or won't get the vaccine, they won't even test them once a week. And remember, everybody has to wear masks in those facilities. So now we're short on nurses, medical aides, doctors. Yeah. People are in peril. Why? They're, people are gonna die as a result of that. And the teachers. We finally got our children back in the classroom after a year and a half, they were on the shelf. And now teachers who either couldn't get the vaccine or wouldn't get the vaccine, they won't even test them once a week which was working for the cops and firefighters, now they're all being told, you either get the shot or you're fired. Where's the compassion? Where's the care for all these fabulous civil servants who were heroes? When the lockdown and the pandemic came around, they had to go out. They were essential workers. Many of them died. Many of them got sick. Many of them brought co coronavirus back to their families, and yet they showed up each and every day. And now, how do we reward them? you're fired and guess what when you're fired you can't apply for unemployment and because you're furloughed officially it's called a furlough you can't go to work for anyone else how are these people going to take care of themselves and take care of their families and de blasio in an insensitive way says tough noogies this is the way it's going to be or you're fired and my opponent eric adams agrees he's in favor of the mandates so I just ask you, how do heroes suddenly become zeros? And guess who else is in jeopardy? We the people. Less cops mean more violent crime, more robberies, more shoplifting, more overall crime. God forbid there are fires, of which there always are in our city. How are we going to handle that if we don't have enough men and women? They're called the bravest, the fire department, because they are the bravest. And now we're telling him, sorry, can't, can't go to work, can't save people's lives, can't put out fires. You're fired. Sanitation works. Have you seen all the garbage in the streets? Have you seen the rats in midday doing the tarantella and horror? They're so bold and brazen because the garbage is everywhere. And they're going to be fired. When I'm mayor of the city of New York, it's going to be common sense. This is basic common sense. This is not politics, Republican, Independent, Democrat. This is basic common sense. And there's going to be compassion. Compassion and caring for the emotionally disturbed, for the homeless people who are roaming about, living in the subways, living in the streets, living in the parks. And who's responsible for that? We are our government. Because they're not very progressive. And they're not very caring. And how do you explain the emotionally disturbed roaming the streets? I thought that Mayor de Blasio appointed his wife, Charlene, to be in charge of a program called Thrive. 
We're supposed to deal with emotionally disturbed persons who are lost souls. One and a quarter billion dollars in five years taken from the taxpayers to care for their needs, to be brought into mental health facilities, given their medication, normalizing them, giving them an opportunity to get back on track. Where's the money? Show me the money. Five years. Have you seen any Thrive Intervention workers in the streets or subways or parks? Nothing. Nothing. And Eric Adams would continue the program. Immediately upon being elected mayor January 2nd, you're all fired. We're going to use that money, repurpose it to really go out into the streets to help the emotionally disturbed, to help the homeless get back on track. That's what a compassionate society does. And then lastly, I see you brought your, your family members, your friends. We have 17 rescue cats right here in the Upper West Side in a 328 square foot apartment. I and my wife Nancy, who's running for the city council seat here on the Upper West Side on an animal welfare platform because there will be no kill shelters. We have 17 rescue cats who would have been euthanized, destroyed by the city of New York with taxpayer money. They're given three days to be claimed. That means if they're surrendered because somebody can't take care of their, their family member, their furry little friend any longer, or they're found in the streets, there's a kill list. You can actually go on the computer. You can see the clock ticking. If Governor Hochul were to see this list and say, wait a second, uh, I, I don't want that particular beagle to be killed. She can't issue a reprieve. They kill them. They euthanize them. They slaughter these dogs and cats and other animals. When I'm mayor, we are never going to kill a dog or a cat or animal again. We are going to have no-kill shelters. Why? Because that's the compassionate thing to do. There are family members. There are friends. And by the way, I don't know about you, I have 17 rescue cats in that very small apartment. At times, I would much rather be talking to my cats than relatives, people, friends, because they don't give us any agita. And all they give you is love and comfort. That's a compassionate society. Let me finish on this. Mahatma Gandhi, a much greater person than I and anybody running for office, 10,000 times better than any of us, regardless of our party affiliation, said long ago, a society that does not take care of its animals does not take care of its needy people. Look, we don't take care of our animals, the city, through the shelter system. We leave emotionally disturbed persons out in the streets, the subways, and in the parks to wallow in their own defecation and urine not in control of their mental or physical faculties and we don't reach out and embrace these men and women and help them and bring them to mental health care facilities and give them their medication and help normalize them and get them back on track and look what we do with the homeless people we disparage them we despise them and then it turns the neighborhood against the homeless shelters that are shoved into the neighborhood with no transparency no discussion you don't even know what's going on we're changing all of that compassion caring and we're going to finally make government accountable to the people it's just not about party affiliation this is about doing the right thing we take care of the animals we take care of the needy we take care of the emotionally disturbed and we take care of the homeless that's what you'll get in curtis lewa on january 2nd if you're kind enough to elect me the next mayor of the city of new york because this is what i've been doing my entire life we love you. thank you
Thank you. Any questions? Yeah, I want to thank you. Because back in the day, in the 90s, I had three enormous Halloween parties. And I hired you and your guys to tour them. Oh, thank you. Yeah, because I like what you're doing. Well, to give you uh, off of that, thank God that a guardian angel came to the rescue of the annual Halloween parade on Sunday night. You know, it, it was not going to take place. They didn't have the finances. So... Uh, some benefactor came in, I think, with $150,000 at the last minute. There's going to be a Halloween parade, which is a fixture of New York City. It brings us all together. And I and the Guardian Angels will be there that night to not only celebrate its return, but also to keep everybody safe and secure so we keep them out of harm's way. That's how, that's how a city comes together. I'm sure Gene Fleming is really appreciating you for doing that. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm in it. Well, I'm always in costume, as you can see. I don't have to get dressed up for Halloween. Although, I would ask this of my opponent, Eric Adams, because we don't even know where he lives after two years. This is like a real enigma. For Lee, he claims in a basement apartment on Lafayette and Bed-Stuy. The Department of Buildings has put up warnings, you know, like illegal uh, subdivided basement. Please answer. Nobody has responded. I think what I'm going to do is convince the children in that neighborhood to go trick-or-treating outside of Eric Adams' door. He's not there now. He hasn't been there. But maybe it'll dawn on him, i got to be there for Halloween. The kids are not going to be just looking for treats, but somebody like Curtis Lewa may be trying to use technology to show that I really don't live there. So hopefully he finally shows up to his illegally, illegal converted basement apartment on Lafayette and does the right thing and is there for the many children who, again, because we're getting back to some normalcy after this lockdown and pandemic, will be able to trick-or-treat and enjoy all the things that we did as kids growing up. In fact, for Nancy, that's your favorite holiday, right? Yeah. Halloween. So we're going to be at that Halloween parade in Greenwich Village. I'm suggesting to everybody, 7 o'clock at night, they all come out. It's a great time to celebrate Democrats, Republicans, Independents. It brings us all together, and it will be a celebratory note. But let's remember, while we're out celebrating, there will be less cops, less firefighters, less hospital workers, less teachers, less sanitation workers, because 150,000 of our civil servants out of 300,000 have been told by this mayor, Bill de Blasio, who's like Michael Corleone on the way out, He's going to settle all scores. Tough noogies. You're fired. Let's not forget them at their time of need. Imagine, they're sitting at home. You know, so many of us, we live week to week, month to month, according to your paycheck. They're not going to have anything. They can't file for unemployment. They're fired, although they call it a furlough. And in the interim, until this is resolved, they can't work for anyone else. How are they going to take care of themselves, their family, their extended families. And we have this callous, indifferent mayor who can't even walk anywhere anywhere without being booed. In fact, his beloved Prospect Park, where he obviously has two homes that he's going to re return to on January 2nd, he can't even walk through Prospect Park. These are the people, progressive liberals who elected him, they boo him. So what does he do two hours a day? He walks around Greenwood Cemetery nearby in Sunset Park 
and even the skeletons in the mausoleums and underneath the ground boo him. I mean, imagine relegated to having to walk in Greenwood Cemetery in order not to be hooted and booed. I can't wait for him to get out of City Hall. Thank you. Any other questions? Exactly. Exactly. So, that was a long time ago. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me of those days when, remember, it was far worse than it so is now. Anybody? were on the train. Yes. A little insignificant thing that most people think nothing of. That bothers you and you spoke up. Thank you. And I will always respect you for that. Thank you for remembering. Okay. Thank you. Any other questions? Eric Adams is the Blasio tweet. Right. Eric Adams, de Blasio 2.0. I couldn't believe it. I was stunned on the debate stage at Channel 7, our last debate the other night, when we were asked by the moderator, Bill Ritter, to give a grade, a letter grade to de Blasio. I said F, and if there's anything lower. And then, incredibly, Eric Adams said B+. You know, I didn't do too well in school. I wish I had Eric Adams as a teacher who could have socially promoted my grades so I wouldn't have gotten into so much trouble with my mother and father who said, Curtis, what's this? Are you slacking? Are you a deadbeat? Have you been cutting your classes? You got a, a C? What happened here? Eric Adams is every student's dream. He socially promotes even those who are a dismal failure, like his friend, his teammate, and his partner over the last eight years, Bill de Blasio. So, if you go out and vote, Vote for Eric Adams, you're getting another four years of Bill de Blasio. You vote for Curtis Sliwa, you know what you're getting. You know me for 42 years. You're getting change, and we're going to take care of the people and the animals who are never considered, never considered. We're going to finally show compassion and caring and do what government should always do, is care for those that are most in need. I promise you, that's what I've been doing for 42 years. And imagine if I'm mayor, I actually will have the resources to do even more. Gonna be, be a, a lot of jaundiced faces when I become mayor because I'm gonna say, do your freaking job or get a new job. Get out there, help the homeless, the emotionally disturbed, the animals. Do your job. And I kinda don't wanna hear that, but hey, that's the way it's gonna be. You're not gonna be high, Steve Banks? You're not going oh, to Steve. Oh, Stephen Banks, who has run the dismal homeless services program that caused people here to be pitted against one another in the summer of 2020. Because overnight, they took homeless men and women and put them in hotels. No transparency, no discussion, no discussion before the community boards. Even the elected officials weren't even told. And Eric Adams said a few weeks ago, oh, I think uh, Stephen Banks is doing an outstanding job. If I'm mayor, I want him to continue as director of homeless services. And, now this is the winner. If you happen to be from the outer boroughs, I'm a Canarsie, Brooklyn boy. Started the Guardian Angels in the Bronx. 
on the debate stage, on the debate stage, he said that we will put homeless people in unused hotels and motels in Staten Island, Brooklyn, Queens, and the Bronx, but exempt Manhattan. Now, who's been whining, dining, and pocket lining Eric Adams that he would exempt Manhattan? Well, if you hang out every night at the Zero Bond Club downtown, a private club, and you're hanging out with the TikTok girls and trying to keep up with the Kardashians, let me tell you something. Eric Adams has been bought and he's been bossed. Unlike Shirley Chisholm back in 1972, who I remember when she was running for president, had a shirt on that said, unbossed, unbought. And I was blown away the other night. After our debate, he went to a great organization, the Fortune Society. They were having their annual benefit dinner. They do a great job in getting men and women who have done prison time back into normal society, working a job, getting them placed. And Michael Bloomberg was there. And he said about Michael Bloomberg, this shows you how he's been bought. Michael Bloomberg is like Jesus Christ that settled the waters in the Sea of Galilee. Talk about being bossed, right? Who the hell would equate any, any billionaire, millionaire, or former elected official to Jesus Christ? You think maybe he was patronizing him in order to get more moolah schmoolah, more scato? Come on, I'm street smart. I know when you do something like that, you've been wine dined in pocket line. You vote for Eric Adams, it's going to be the city run by the billionaires and the millionaires who bought him and now boss him. You vote for Curtis Lee, the guy who rides the subways, walks the streets, lives in a 328 square foot apartment, takes care of 17 rescue cats with his wife Nancy, doesn't have two nickels to rub together. You figure it out. Normally the Democrat is with the peeps. And the Republican and Independent is up in the suites with the Wall Street Fortune 500 group, the hedge fund monsters, the realtors, the developers. What a change this is. I'm in the streets, the public housing projects. I'm in the, the subways. And he's up in the suites. Make your choice. You want to you wanna support the uber rich or you want to support everyday people in New York City. If you want to support everyday people, you vote for Curtis Lever. If you want to support the uber-rich, vote for Eric Adams. Or the yep. You think you won't do the same thing as they do? As who? What make you think that you won't do the same as a Republican or Adam or any other? Oh, well, look, look. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll explain. I'll explain. The moment I shook my first hand and kissed my first baby in March when I announced for mayor, I became a politician. Trust no politician, including me. That's why you have the media, the fourth estate. Notice, politicians don't like the media because they ask them questions they'd rather not answer. So every day in the green room, the press will assemble. I'll have to have a press conference, not the way de Blasio does it in the bunker where you don't even get to see the reporters. And they're going to ask me questions. I would hope that I could deny, ignore, delay, and do something about. The, the media is the most important equalizer in our political process. They ask the questions that politicians like myself don't want to answer. That's why you have to have a vital fourth estate. Look, President Trump at the time, 
He, he, he only wanted to fight with them all the time, not answer the questions. Joe Biden, our president now, oftentimes doesn't even deal with the press. He has his press spokesperson deal with it. Bill de Blasio, he's in his bunker. You know, he's like, who are these people asking questions? Well, nobody asks questions. He just spouts rhetoric. Curtis Sliwa in the green room. I'll call it the bullpen. I'm in the middle. They're firing away. I'm schwitzing. I'm wondering, how the hell am I going to answer this question now? Force the politicians to answer the questions they'd rather avoid because they're supposed to be the servants of the people. If they don't want to serve the people, go into the private sector. Go to the law firm. Go to Wall Street. Make your millions. But if you choose to be a servant of the people, then when you mess up, you fess up. And trust me, you all know about my life. It's an open record. I have messed up and I have had to fess up on many an occasion. But politicians, they deny, they ignore, they delay. Again, the fourth estate, the press, is the great equalizer. That's why we have to have more reporters, more news outlets, more forced debates, more town hall meetings. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be nice if the mayor, other than if there was an emergency going on, would be at a different town hall meeting each night. I realize I'd be like a human piñata. It's like a, a masochist. But the people have a right to ask questions and have them answered. That forces any politician to understand what normal people are going to as opposed to living in Gracie Mansion, operating in City Hall. When I'm mayor, I'm not going to be in City Hall. I'm going to be in the neighborhoods. When I choose a police commissioner, a woman or a man, and there'll be a special emphasis on Latino and Latina candidates, the majority minority now in the police department who never get interviewed for the police commissionership, that police commissioner is going to be out in the precincts, in the neighborhoods. Get the hell out of one police plaza, out of that eagle's nest, and start talking to the people who pay our salaries and the people we're supposed to serve. You're right, you've heard it. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you for coming today. Appreciate that. Can we get a selfie with Kiki here? Appreciate it. Here you go. Come on, baby girl. I seen you.